Welcome to Frequency Matters, the RF and Microwave Update Series. I'm Pat Hindle, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Heim. In this episode, we're going to continue our coverage of the March test and measurement issue, and also it has a special focus section on cables and connectors. As a reminder, the cover feature takes us into 6G territory with a test bed that does measurements at 285 gigahertz and has a whopping 30 gigahertz of bandwidth. So that's a good thing to check out. Uh, Keysight Technologies worked on this and so they can learn how to make measurements at these high frequencies with these very wide bandwidths. So Eric, what do we have for products in the uh, issue? Thanks, Pat. Uh, in the issue, we had Anna Pico discussing their vector signal generators. Uh, Spectrum Instrumentation announced two new PCIe digitizer cards with 10 gigasamples per second sampling rates, and Aravant introduced a family of waveguide electromechanical transfer switches uh, to cover sub-terahertz frequency in that increasingly popular 90 to 220 gigahertz frequency band. And also in the issue, we had two tech briefs. One was a 40, 50, and 70 gigahertz wide pitch true differential TDR VNA probes from Sigma Microwave. And we also had new programmable attenuators that operate from DC to 40 gigahertz from Pasternak. We did have uh, products in the cables and connectors section. What was that, Eric? Well, uh, Cadence discussed an encrypted 3D software solution and workflow that they've developed. And the encryption feature provides a layer of security uh, to prevent these virtual developments from potentially different vendors uh, getting shared too broadly. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, we also had Junkosha talking about their expanded PTFE tape wrapping technology for cables uh, and the phase and the amplitude stability they get with those techniques. And we had a special guest join us for this episode. I talked with Mark Blackwood, product marketing manager at Mini Circuits, about the market and offerings from the company in the area of passive RF coaxial components and surface mount core and wire products. Let's take a look at a clip from that now. So as we mentioned, you also manage the marketing strategy for Mini Circuit's line of core and wire components, which have been around for a long time, and you've been in the business probably since you originated. What do you see happening in the market these days for those type of parts? Yeah, we have been in it, and it's kind of how we started our business. Harvey Cayley, the founder, uh, was uh, hand-wrapping transformers at his kitchen table in Brooklyn uh, when he first started. Uh, but we're obviously more sophisticated now, but it's still a great business for us. Uh, in the big picture, we're com competing with other newer technologies, uh, but we still see a need for this kind of business because the this type of product performs so well at low frequencies at a good price. Uh, and there's always going to be uh, a need for this type of product. Right now, the cable TV and the milcoms continue to be big markets, but there are lots of other smaller markets that we're supporting on this. So even though the technology is shifting and we're investing in all those technologies as well, uh, we still see a need for the transformer-based products and we'll continue to support them. So yeah, it was great to talk with Mark about those traditional products that Mini Circuits kind of started out with many years ago. So uh, turning to the news, uh, test and measurement companies often offer great educational opportunities. So I saw on the news that Keysight Technologies introduced Keysight Digital Learning Suite. This is a new uh, unified digital learning platform that provides university engineering educators and students with lab tools, resources, and courseware that is in a single uh, secure website interface. 
you know, with the move to a lot of digital learning, I think this will really help out some of the universities. And the uh, Keysight Digital Learning Suite addresses these challenges by delivering a unified web-based platform and a secure one-stop access to university engineering lab resources, measurement data analysis tools, and industry-ready learning resources. And also, Rodian Schwartz announced their popular Rodian Schwartz Oscilloscope Days event will continue in 2023. This is a two-day event scheduled for April 18th and 19th, and will present a series of webinars from Rodian Schwartz Oscilloscope experts and specialists, along with other event partners like Worth Electronic and PE Systems. And the sessions will address the real-world challenges engineers face in a range of measurement applications. And in addition, Rodian Schwartz also announced the UK dates and venues for their in-person Demystifying Electromagnetic Compatibility Global World Tour. And the two UK events will take place April 25th in Reading and April 27th in Leeds. So Eric, what did you see in the news? Well, according to a report from Del Oro Group, total global revenue for the broadband access equipment market reached a record $19 billion in 2022, up 17% year over year. So that's interesting. Uh, MathWorks released the latest versions of their MATLAB and Simulink product families. So that's something for the design community to look forward to. And finally, Enritsu, in partnership with Virginia Diodes, introduced frequency extender modules for its signal generators that cover 50 gigahertz to 1.1 terahertz. So that terahertz and sub-terahertz capability is expanding. Yeah, we have a lot of coverage in this very high frequency area, so it's good to see this kind of work going on. So uh, turning to the events, we recently attended the satellite show in Washington, D.C. There was a great turnout. I think they had 13,000 plus visitors. Uh, A couple of significant trends that I saw were uh, several companies were demonstrating kind of standard digital IFRF interface. Uh, One was ETL Systems, and they launched their Genesis Digital to enable customers to be fully or partially digitize the analog signal to their satellite ground segments. And the standard provides kind of a path to enable digital transformation of the space industry by providing interoperability of the IF and RF layer. Uh, One of the many benefits from the digital IF is the flexibility to allow physically decoupling the antennas from the modems so they can position them where you want. And working as a part of the Digital Intermediate Frequency Interoperability or DIFI Consortium, ETL Systems has ensured that the technology aligns with the open, interoperable digital interface. And we also saw Galat Satellite Networks and ST Engineering iDirect also successful proof of concept for this DIFI 1.1 standard. And these two companies showcase the iDirect modulator can output a digitized signal that conforms to the Diffie standard and is interoperable with a buck from Gillette's subsidiary WaveStream. And the Diffie version 1.1 link between the modem and the buck carries a digitized signal over a 10 gigabit per second fiber optic connection. So now we have Diffie in addition to MIPI. And another trend I saw was the flat panel array industry. They're really... Uh, expanding the capability of these uh, satellite systems to be able to do multi-band satellite connections and even multi-orbit satellites. So uh, a lot of uh, advances in those areas and they're starting to proliferate into the market. So Eric, how about you? What did you see? Yeah, it was a good show. Uh, Lots of energy and the industry seems to be feeling very positive about the future. Uh, And as you mentioned, there were several companies displaying flat panel arrays of various configurations And I think that reflects one of the biggest themes that I saw. Uh, Satellite industry is working to establish the uh, 
rules of engagement, if you will, with the wireless industry. Uh, what role satellite will play in this ubiquitous broadband connectivity future state that we're all envisioning? Uh, and reinforcing that idea, we just wrapped up our panel session that looked at flat panel beam steering arrays for SATCOM. Uh, we had a great discussion with Endoki Wave, Analog Devices, and Keysight about the market trajectory, beam steering architectures and technologies, uh, testing, and some of the challenges that still need to be solved. So if you missed that, or you'd like to listen again, uh, you can go to the Microwave Journal website and access the recording of that panel session under the Events tab. Uh, and that wraps up this episode. Our sponsor is MiniCircuits, a global leader in the design, manufacture, and distribution of RF and microwave components and integrated assemblies with more than 10,000 active models. Uh, so remember, as a member of the industry, a subscription to Microwave Journal is free, so please visit our site and subscribe today if you're not already a reader. And thank you for watching, and join us next time for another Frequency Matters.